Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. When I was young, I recall being told on multiple occasions, Gary, if you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to do that. That was a pretty useful thing to think about when I was six or eight or 10 or 12, and usually had to do with a particular situation, a particular relationship, a particular involvement with other people. It was pretty good advice for a young child. The point was brought home, though, a little more clearly when I was in college. I was talking with a counselor one day, and probably, if the truth be known, feeling sorry for myself and having a kind of a pity party. The counselor looked at me and told me in a real clear, assertive kind of way, Gary, the thing that you need to really focus on is that nobody cares whether or not you graduate from college with the possible exception of your mother, and her caring isn't going to help you graduate. Sure, people will be upset, they will be unhappy, uh, they might feel badly for a while, but give them a week, a month, a few months, and if they in fact remember you, which they probably won't, they certainly won't care whether or not you graduated from college and you know how things are going for you. The key is that if anyone is to care about you, you have to care about you. You are in charge. You are in control. It's up to you to take charge of you. I think that this is a piece of advice that is well worth giving some thought to. Just as if we don't take care of ourselves, no one else is going to do it for us. It is equally true that if we don't take charge of ourselves, there are many other people that are quite willing to step in and do it for us. There are always people who are interested in telling us how we should think, how we should feel, how we should behave, what we should do, what we should not do, and very interested in taking charge of us as an extension of them. If we are to avoid that then, we need to make a conscious commitment take charge of ourselves and to be sure that when it comes to us, we are the only one in charge. When it comes to taking charge of ourselves, I guess the underlying question is, how do we go about doing that? What do we need to do in order to take charge of ourselves? I'd like to suggest to you a three-part strategy for taking care of yourself. And it starts with developing a personal style to do what you do with style. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have an attitude, you have a personality, you have feelings, you have thoughts, you have ways you behave, you have things you will do and won't do, you have an approach you use when you're dealing with difficult situations, you have a pattern of behavior when things are going well and when things are not going well. And the key is to have that style in a consistent kind of way, to think about it 
and to control who you are, to take charge of who you are, what you think, what you feel, how you behave, what you will and won't do, what's okay for you and what's not okay for you. When it comes to you, you're in charge. And if you do that in a conscious way, in a thoughtful way, what you'll find is that other people are far less likely to try to take charge of you instead of letting you take care of yourself. The second element then, combined with developing an intentional personal style, a style that reflects who you are, who you want to be, how other people should perceive you, it's important that that style is consistent, that it's something that's present all of the time, that people will find you not to be on again, off again. You're not one way today and one way tomorrow. You're not this way with some people and that way with other people. When you're interacting with people who are below you in the organization, your style, your approach, your orientation, your relationship, your way of interacting is exactly the same as it is when you're dealing with people at your own level or above you in the organization. You don't turn on again, off again, now and then type of thing. You have a personal style that is reflected in your behavior, in your actions, in your presentation all the time. It's consistent. You are known by that style and people can count on it wherever you are and whenever they happen to interact with you. The third element then, along with having a clear personal style that is present, that is reflected all of the time on a consistent basis, is to be sure that your style is intentional. It's a style that you chose. It's a style that you have developed. It's a style that fits you, fits your personality, fits your needs, fits your interests, fits your beliefs, fits your values. It's your style. It's something that you do intentionally and purposefully. It's not something that's accidental. It's not something that you're half-hearted about. It's something that you're comfortable with and confident with. And you put the three elements of the strategy together, you have a personal style that is present all the time on purpose. You are who you are. You do what you do. You think what you think. You feel what you feel. You behave as you behave. You are who you are in charge of yourself with style all the time on purpose. There's an additional element though that I would like to touch on briefly. We have, you have, a personal style that's there all the time on purpose. You are in charge of yourself. And I think we've all been told that anything worth doing well is anything worth doing is worth doing well. Anything that's important enough to take your time and energy is important enough to do right, uh, that we should always do our best, that we should try as hard as we possibly can in every situation. The idea is that we should always be doing our best to giving things our best effort to not let any opportunity past, uh, past us uh, to do things correctly, right, to do the right things right the first time. 
The problem is that that is simply not true. It's not true that we always need to be our best, to do our best, to perform our best. Much of the time, it really is true that good enough is good enough. The key, though, is to understand where good enough is good enough, and when good enough is good enough, and those times when our best is the very least that we will, you know, provide for other people. It's the least people can expect from us. And in general, at work, in our careers, in important kinds of situations with our families, in important situations and relationships in the community with our neighbors and friends, we do in fact give things our best effort. Nothing gets done halfway. We aren't half-hearted. We aren't reluctant. We do what we do with style all the time on purpose. The rest of the time, though, when we're by ourselves, when we're with people that we really trust and are comfortable with, when we're simply interacting and doing something that's supposed to be fun and relaxing, then have fun and relax. Let down, let go a little. Understand that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do everything right. You don't have to always win. You don't have to one-up anybody else. It's okay just to be a normal, regular, everyday kind of person uh, that other people can relate to and interact with. So focus on those times when good enough is good enough and understand clearly those times when it's absolutely essential that everything you do is done with style all the time, on purpose, doing the right things right the first time, every time, on time. Music by Kevin McLeod.